I wish we did that on air. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we were just, we were doing our pre-game little chat. What are we talking about today? All right, let's get ready. Let's get, get your, get your thumb over that, that, that play button. Uh, and I was reading through your, your insane babblings again. And, uh, let's just start with that one. Get the elephant out of the room. You put in all caps, the guessing game Tavarua, T-A-V-A-R-U-A. You said it out loud about six times, like it was brand new words to you. You said I wrote it. I swiped I, over to I the said right. You provided the content and inspiration to that put has that never down. happened. I have never said, "Hey, can you write this down in our shared note?" Even though I'm holding an iPhone in my hands, uh, and I looked it up. I googled the word Tavarua, which you said you have never heard of before. Google says it's an island in Fiji, and you went. <gasps> And now we are recording. So please pick up where you left off. What is the guessing game, Tavarua? <laughs> I want you to guess <laughs> where Tavarua is. Where it's paradise? Where paradise awaits? Yeah. I want you to know. Surrounded by white sand beaches, world-class surf, and pristine underwater seascapes. Yeah. It is perfectly situated for endless adventures and life-changing experiences. This private island splendor in perfect harmony with nature is available for you to visit. Yeah. Did you know this? I, well, now I do, and I'm really glad that I do. So let's just say to start for your accommodations, there are three types of accommodations with all ocean views, suites with mini bars and private decks. And I want you to just give me a thought of how much you think it oh. costs. <laughs> this it's going to be that kind of guessing game. Okay, so for example, here are some of the FAQ for the people that make reservations. These yeah. are the thoughts they have. Yeah. These are the questions yeah. they have. They go, do you have Wi-Fi? Yes, there are several Wi-Fi packages available for hourly, daily, or weekly use for one or multiple devices, and your rate will depend on your package. Is the water safe to drink? Yes, we are provide proud to provide our guests with a top-of-the-line reverse osmosis with UV sterilization water filtration system. Yeah. <laughs> Do I need a special plug? In Fiji, the power plugs and sockets are type 1. Do you provide blow dryers? Yes, all, all areas are equipped with blow oh, dryers. Wi-Fi and blow dryers and type 1 plugs. Yep. Um, ooh. Do you provide shampoo, conditioner, and body soap? We are proud to provide a wonderful lineup of pure Fiji products for your stay. Do you have laundry services available? Yes. Please inquire with the front office for your laundry. Uh, do you have any pack and plays? Pack and plays? Mm -hmm. What is that? Those are prepackaged uh, uh, items for toddlers. Oh, okay. And the answer is yes. That's Tell us a very specific question. It says request a pack and play ahead of time so that we're able to get it set up and ready for your arrival. Got to it. Your okay. So let me guess how much like a stay at this resort is. Do you have babysitting services? Whoa. Yes. Our Fijian nannies are famous for their loving nature towards children and tend to develop lasting relationships with our child guests. Please let us know in advance if you're interested in child care via email as our nannies are brought in from villages off island. Wow. I wish I had a Fijian nanny. Our most popular rate uh, is the option that allows for full flexibility with a dedicated on-call sitter for the duration of your entire stay. Okay. this You're making this sound like it's kind of like a kid's place. <laughs> like this is a kid's island. 
No. But it's a it's a nice resort. It's a very small looking island from the pictures that I could see. Um, how did you hear about this island, first of all? I can't tell you because then that will influence your decision. <laughs> you heard about it on like a list of the most expensive vacations <laughs> of all time. <laughs> so what am I guessing? Per night? A stay in one of these resorts per night? Um, let's just say you want to go for... It'll be per night, right? Like well, the rates are per night. I want, uh, well, 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 in theory, <laughs> uh, when you book a reservation here, you choose an ideal date of arrival yeah, and an ideal date of departure. And then you choose the occasion for why you're visiting. Okay. Is it for surfing, fishing, and diving? Is it for a trip of a lifetime? Is it for a proposal, honeymoon, or wedding? <laughs> or is it for a family holiday and reunion? Those are the four occasions for why you go here. Family reunion? All right, 20 of us. Let's all go to Tuvarua. Then you have three preferred accommodation locations. The beach, the sunrise, the villa. Wow. And then uh, there is a how did you hear about us? And then that's it. And then there's that a special... That person gets a $1,000 <laughs> Then there's a bonus. special request. And then you submit to speak to somebody to sort out your reservations. So they don't have rates. You got rates... So... Okay, so the, I kind of I kind of showed my hand a bit. I can't actually confirm how much it costs because it doesn't tell you. Okay. <laughs> you have to speak to somebody. But I'll let you choose what you think this will cost. And then you're going to put my information in and then they're going to call us in a moment and we're going to talk to them Maybe this is the ultimate wedding gift. Whoa. Whoa. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, for that, I would guess two grand a night. Two grand a night, you think? Yeah. What have what have that's, you what have you heard? Where did you hear about that? Makes, this? That's not. I don't. I don't think that's too crazy. I think you're. I think you're a little high. I would say a thousand to fifteen hundred. Yeah. But I think you're in the ballpark. Okay. I'm trying to see if I could find anybody who has like hacked the prices so they could say what. It, okay. Let's see what Expedia what what Expedia says. Yeah. For 2023 vacation packages. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. This is just the flight. No, How much is no. a flight to Tuvarua? No, this isn't bad. This isn't bad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have found a round-trip nonstop flight from Chicago to Natty to here uh, for the 22nd to the 27th, so five days. Of what? January? March. Okay. So maybe not the best time. Yeah, but I mean, but it's Fiji. Yeah, true. Um, it's only $2,976. For the flight? No, for that. The flight. Oh, is that just the flight? I think it's the flight, bud. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I don't think Expedia can give you rates for this. Wait, 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 wait. Are you just on Expedia looking up? Okay. Total for flight and stay is four thousand one hundred and sixty-five dollars for the like that four days or whatever you said yes okay that's very not bad that's not bad i would do that for like a honeymoon that's not bad like that's in the ballpark of like really great honeymoon that's pretty good trip i think yeah that's not too bad right yeah right that's, that's doable that's you want to go yeah do you, want <laughs> you to? and me bud yeah we can go you want to go that'd be, <laughs> dude, that'd be great that'd be very romantic <laughs> that'd be fantastic I, w- I would be down for that you and me my ties on the beach oh baby oh baby coconuts oh yeah dude imagine the sunrise on the beach villa dude I've, see- se- I've been there i've seen it in aruba dude, we will be living in pandora 
<laughs> it would be the way of water. You would be to rock Mukto. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it would be that. It would be amazing. Um, guess how I found it. Uh, best vacation spots of all time. Uh, Chris Hemsworth posted a picture that said, I love relaxing at my favorite location <laughs> with my wife. Okay. And uh, I always recharge whenever I get to come here. Big thanks to uh, the Tavarua private island team. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is so, that? So I said, I said it. Where, did you, where did you hear about this place? And you said, oh, Chris Hemsworth goes here. <laughs> that's actually not bad. Mm. That's not, yeah, that's not crazy. That's not like jared leto's island or something like that i mean that's still that's let me put it this way i was able to backpack europe backpack europe is different than for an all-inclusive resort in fiji for a month yeah and multiple countries yeah for a little bit more than that yeah so like five days yeah (laughs) less than a week yeah versus a month of pure bliss Mm. where is fiji that's in the Pacific, right? Near Hawaii-ish or like way out there? Fiji? Yeah. Hold I on. thought it was uh, closer to Africa. Where is Fiji? She says, here it is on the map. And she didn't show me a map. Thank you, Siri. <laughs> <laughs> now playing the Beatles. <laughs> um, Hang on. I'm looking for it now. Found it. Oh, boy. Where are we talking? Oh boy, this is this is the guessing game that I wanted to play. Where is Tuvarua on the map? Oh God, I was very wrong. Do you think <laughs> I was very very wrong? If you could pick a place on the map where you think it is, and then it revealed how far you were, how how bad is your score? I was, uh, I, I, was I was gonna pick halfway between California and Hawaii. That's Fiji or Tuvarua? That is Tuvarua off okay. of Fiji. Okay, good. That's Fiji. Oh, wow. Oh, damn. That's a tiny island. <laughs> That's the island. Okay. Wow. 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 Okay. <laughs> it's a private island. You saw a picture on the yeah, website. Yeah. It's a private island. It's like a, a block. It's like the size of like a city block. Okay. Keep zooming out. We're seeing Fiji now. Keep going. You can zoom out so much faster than you are. <laughs> keep going. I thought you wanted to guess where it was. Oh, I said halfway between California and Hawaii. No. Zoom out. Let's see what we see. That is Australia. Yes. <laughs> Wait, that's like s- south of Hawaii. I'm not crazy far off. You said near Africa. Okay. It is <laughs> twice as far <laughs> as Hawaii is from California, but it's kind of in that direction. In I the Pacific say, Ocean. Yes, it's in the Pacific Ocean. It's, <laughs> it's more in line with like Alaska to Hawaii. It's in between Australia and Hawaii. It is, yes. It is basically off the eastern coast huh. of Australia. I had no idea that's where Fiji was. But I like it. It makes sense there. I feel comfortable with it being there. It is allowed to stay there. You know what's also crazy? Yeah. You can fit, you can fit Texas into Alaska. You could fit, yeah, Texas and California and Montana into Alaska without them overlapping. No. Yes. No. Yep. Nope. Look up how big is Alaska. I'm going to do it. Why are you lying? How big is Alaska? You're lying right now. We have Google. Alaska images. Ba, 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 ba. I keep seeing the one of Alaska. Oh, may, maybe you're... No, you could fit Montana, California, and Texas, each within Alaska, but not at there the same time. I was going to say, there's no way you're fitting those three out of your fucking mind. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> California horizontal takes up like half the fucking country. No. 
Uh, half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I recently watched a 45-minute long-form YouTube video about Alaska because... Because Alaska's awesome. I Well, it's very cool. And there, there's this... Uh, there's this channel that I've been really into lately called Real Life Lore um, that I don't even really know how to describe it, but they just get really into some specific topic. Like they talk about like, what is the fall? What is the longest you could base jump anywhere in the world? And believe it or not, it's in a cave underground. Uh, it's not off of a mountain. <laughs> there is a cave in China that goes 1400 meters straight down. And do if they you know f- what's at the bottom? Yeah, the rocks. <laughs> but if you fell in, you would not hit any walls for 1,400 feet, which is like twice as tall as the Burj Khalifa, straight down into the ground. Isn't that horrifying? This a big-ass crack in the ground. <laughs> would you rather do that, or would you rather do that? I don't even know what it's called, but have you ever seen this hobby where people put on a helmet and then they find the smallest cracks. Nope, 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 nope. Where they I would, I would, I would eat myself and to my they death get and try stuck. To... And they have to do breathing exercises while they slowly edge. And, I don't and understand through why the cracks. people do that. No, absolutely not. It's also, if anybody is feeling on a morbid curiosity kick, the Nutty Putty Cave, N-U-T-T-Y, P-U-T-T-Y Cave. There was a guy who got stuck in one of those caves, and it's. A bummer of a story to read about, but you could read about the Nutty Putty Cave incident. I, what is that even called? Just cave crawling? Uh, s- claustrophobic spelunking. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking nuts Yeah, that people do that. It's really stupid. I would rather fall to my death for, <laughs> you'd rather for base I jump. think it's like 48 seconds. You would be falling for 48 seconds. God. And then after like five seconds, pitch black. You can see a dot at the top of sunlight, and then you fall for 30 more seconds. So do people base jump off of this? No. It's like a people found it, and then they sent like a sensor in there, like a radar sonar sensor. Forever. They're like, holy shit. <laughs> and it's just at the end of a two-mile rope <laughs> or something like that. Oh, my um, God. That's terrifying. Yeah. World is weird. But, oh, so I was, I was uh, watching that video about Alaska. And yes. apparently we bought it from Russia in, like, the 50s or something mm-hmm. for, like, $100 million. Yeah. Which is, like... Well, let's be real. And this is not a shot at Alaska because I think it's it's absolutely beautiful. It's because, what is it, 85% or 80% is is uninhabitable? Yeah. Because it's just so fucking wild. Basically the North Pole mountains. Yeah, like it's like sharp rocks, like knives and bears that want to eat you. Five feet of snow and moose. Yeah, moose (laughs) that are trying to spear you. Yeah, and it's like five feet of snow daily and yeah. Yeah. Um, But apparently um, nowadays with like freight, uh, like like packages shipping stuff across the world, uh, Anchorage, the airport at Anchorage is like the most financially important airport like in the world like so many packages that go across the world you actually just go north like over the globe instead of around the globe because it's shorter to get there and most of them they can like the whole reason why anchorage is so important is because you could either fuel up for the whole trip but then you get way less storage or you could sacrifice that fuel size for storage but you have to make a pit stop and everybody makes the pit stop in anchorage Mm. so like alaska is like a hub for like fedex ups all that stuff um yeah i don't know why we were talking about this 
But because uh, you found something cool, Tavarua, Tavarua. We guessed it. You should go there for your honeymoon. We, I think we're pretty set. We're gonna go somewhere um, like tropical, not tropical, but like, uh, yeah, like that. That's not tropical enough for you. I mean, like that, but a also private that's island. Fucking, that's like a thirty-hour flight or something. That is the opposite side of the world that you've never been to. No, we have never. You get been to live there. in the future for a bit. I. I've said this line a couple times today. If I were marrying myself, <laughs> I would go to New Zealand for the honeymoon. Ooh, um, because do that. that's very nice. Why wouldn't you do that? She wants to do it, but not. it's not the thing she wants to do the most. You know? Okay. Um, so, yeah, we're still we're still deciding. There's a short list of places. I think New Zealand is still on the list. Add Tavarua to it. See what she says. I'll, I'll add Tavarua to it. But, like, the list is, like... Uh, like a resort at a national park, like go to Yellowstone, okay. stay in one of the fancy five-star lodges, Okay, but then like do hiking and stuff like that every day, but then come home to like a jacuzzi and a hot tub and stuff like that. With like, oh, you open the door and because you're on the honeymoon, they gave you up, there's a new bottle of champagne. Yes, and exactly. And exactly. fresh fruit and, and chocolates. Yes. And they have like a menu ready for you to choose. Yes. That they'll then bring up. <laughs> you are exactly right. That's what we're thinking. <laughs> And she's like, I don't want to go camping for our honeymoon. I'm like, it is not camping. <laughs> what I am planning, we will be in a national park, but it will be luxury. Uh, another option is Ireland. Uh, another option, I forgot what the other one was, but then the 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 fourth one, oh, um, New Zealand. And then the fourth one is like tropical somewhere. Tavarua. Mexico, Baja, Tavarua. Tavarua. Greece or something like that. Tavarua. Yeah. Okay. Fine. We'll go to Tavarua. Okay. I'll force her to, and she'll she'll agree. Just go and then tell me uh, how that UV purified water tastes. UV purified water? Yeah, you didn't hear when I was talking about oh. like the FAQs. <laughs> They're like, no, I I just got water... too excited. I stopped okay. listening after free Wi-Fi. Okay. <laughs> and babysitting. Well, no, it's but... not free Wi-Fi. There are different packages for Wi-Fi depending oh, on course. your rate and day. A nickel and dime, even in Tavarua. Well, they don't want you on Wi-Fi. They want you to enjoy the beautiful island. That's true. They want you uh, surfing on the front of Chris Hemsworth's surfboard. <laughs> Very romantic. What if you went and you ran into Chris Hemsworth? <laughs> that would be that would be rad. I would try to play it cool. I would try you, to. It would be very hard. I don't think so. Oh, I'd be like, I think so. Hey, how's it going, man? He'd be like, Hey, yeah, uh, good, good day, mate. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, oh, your name is Chris. My name is Chris. My my friends call me C four <laughs> because you know the three big hunky Chris's from Hollywood. <laughs> Chris Evans, uh, Chris the the Pratt. And the, oh, you. Oh, I do know you. Hi. <laughs> nice to meet you. No, I, would, I wouldn't make it, but um, that would be cool. There's very few times I've been starstruck. Yeah. But when I have, it's hard to focus. Interesting. Uma Thurman was one of those. You met Uma Thurman? Yes, I spoke to Uma Thurman. Yeah. I Technically, I served her. Okay. Uma Thurman uh, was definitely a, like weird okay situation because i was driving her oh um yeah i was like i had to do like a i was a drive technically i was driving for a spa yeah so i was driving spa clients like to their rooms from yeah. their rooms to a spa from the spa to their rooms they didn't have to walk so <laughs> i uh it was a very fancy place yeah and i remember i was i was very prof i was very professional i didn't like lose it but i remember just being like this is so weird that 
I, I'm looking in the rearview mirror, and that's Uma Thurman that's behind the me. bride. That's so weird. <laughs> From Kill Bill. Yeah, that's so weird to me. Yeah. Uh, but she was very polite and fine. Um, and then uh, 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 Jessica Beal, I almost hit with a Schaefer. Because What's a Schaefer? A Schaefer is the you know those big silver things at buffets that you flip open. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was moving Schaefers <laughs> uh, in our in, in our venue. And uh, I didn't realize she was like hiding, taking a phone call. Yeah. So I opened the door, and she was she like spun. She was like, <gasps> and like oh, and I like backed, but I like closed the door. I was like, sorry. And I like closed the door. And <laughs> sorry, Jessica Biel. Yeah. She was like, it's okay. I was like, okay, cool, sorry. Um, so that one I wasn't starstruck, but that was like that was very cool and straightforward. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who else have you met? Have Conan's, you met anyone else that you like weren't starstruck by? Like, oh hey, Conan's really nice. O'Brien, yeah, cool. Like chat, he was literally just, like chatting with me just as I was opening the door for him. Yeah, he was cool. Like, he was like, "How you doing?" I was like, "Oh, pretty good. It's a nice day out." He's like, "It is a nice day, you know." Actually, you know, I was reading this book, and he was just like started talking about this. <laughs> and I was like, "Cool, hey, take care." And he was like, "Yeah, thanks. You too. Take care." Yeah. Very friendly. Very and nice. He hit guy. his head on the doorway. Yeah, because De- he's seven feet tall. <laughs> Dennis Leary's a little rude. Yep, um, I've heard that a yeah, lot. He's a little rude, but uh, that's Dennis Leary's personality. Um, there's... Uh, where, where did you meet all these people? This is like the banquet I, hall that you used to work at or whatever? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I won't I won't name it uh, yeah. just for privacy, but yes. Yes, back Got when it. I worked in hospitality. Yeah. And then there's... Uh, you know who I was starstruck by? Hmm. Mark Messier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you? <laughs> Well, uh, people were like, you know, Messier's here because we got off the ice for, I was helping coach a hockey camp in yeah. the summer, and I guess he was coaching his kids' team. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Messier's here with it for the team. And I was like, Mark Messier's here? <laughs> no, he's not. Mark Messier's not going to be walking around in Danbury to teach a fucking... The NHL Hall of Famer. Yeah, the NHL Hall of Famer, Mark Messier Leadership Award like yeah <laughs> jersey hanging in the rafters of the Ma- of madison square garden's gonna walk around here i open the door and like i see all like the hall is packed because it's all the, like it's the summer camp leaving and like the team's coming in and sure enough walking down the hall is the fucking moose and it's just like <laughs> six foot six tall bald ass head. no he he's not he's not super tall but really he, yeah he's not he super looks tall, tall. He do, he's he's very intimidating interesting just yeah. the way he stares yeah he just looks like fire like like he just he just appears to be on, like, like when you stare at a moose yeah just just that moose stare of just i'm gonna gut you like just, that's just how he looks and i remember watching him walk down the hall and then walk past and i went that's how he looks at his kids game like can you imagine lining up on the ice against this guy yeah having him stare at you while just, you're crouching yeah just staring at you with like that fucking look I'm the entire kill, time to kill you now yeah exactly <laughs> and you're physically playing him just jesus christ that's terrifying that's awesome um, did you talk to him no absolutely you just not. saw him pass you by i just watched him walk by yeah. like right by you yeah he just passed right by me that's yeah. crazy that's cool and i just thought holy shit i've told you my big one right no my cousin kevin robinson was a uh, a big BMX biker. He was uh, mm-hmm. very big in the X Games and things X like that. X Games, yes. I remember you telling me that story. That's cool. I just recorded a bunch of VHSs yeah, of him. I sent you some yeah. clips of like Dave Chappelle speed stick commercials and yeah. stuff like that. Um, yeah, we, we recorded him on TV. But he uh, went to the X Games a bunch of times. I, and I'm telling the story while I'm staring at your X Games skateboard right above your head. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> um, he uh, he would go to the X Games, and it used to be in Philadelphia for a few years. So we would uh, he would get us tickets uh, in Philadelphia. So my grandparents 
uh, and my aunt, who's very cool, would go, and then like one of my cousins would go, and then his parents would go. So we got like the family passes or whatever, so like the backstage passes or whatever. Um, so it was one event where he had just finished. Uh, and all like the BMX riders were coming out to like sign autographs and it was like one of those metal stanchion gates where they clip all the metal things together. And I like, I walked up and I had like my bleach blonde hair cause he had his bleach blonde hair. That was a signature look. So we all uh, dyed our hair blonde. Uh, it's like match him. And I was like pressed against the metal and I was like locked eyes on him. I got to see my cousin. I'm so excited that we're here and he did such a good job. Um, and I was like trying to squeeze forward towards him. And I was like shouting. I was like, Kevin, Kevin. And he's like, look, everybody was shouting Kevin. Um, and like a bunch of people were like in front of me trying to get somebody else's attention. But I was like, Kevin, I got to make my way to Kevin. Yeah. Uh, and Kevin sees me. He's like, Chris, hey, buddy. Oh, my God. Get over here. Hey, uh, Tony, get that. That's my cousin. Get him over yeah. here. Yeah. So this man picked me up by the armpits, lift me over the stanchion. I was looking at Kevin. And then I looked at the guy picking me up. And it was Tony Hawk. <laughs> And he was like, hey, man, and like put me down. And I was just like, <gasps> uh. <laughs> like he was lit. I was like in his way, like he was trying to sign people's autographs and I was cutting them to try to get to my cousin. And then he ended up picking me up. Um, and then I just hung out with them for a while. And I like ran up and down the vert ramp that was like really? literally just on TV. Oh, like so cool. I would run up and slide down on my knees and stuff like that. Uh, and then like Tony Hawk and Bob Burnquist and Matt Hoffman and Kevin Robinson they were just hanging around like signing autographs and he was like hey everybody this is my cousin and like Matt Hoffman was like hey man yeah. <laughs> and I was just like that's so cool I was blown away it that's, was so cool that's fucking awesome though that's a really cool experience that's better than what I had yeah hitting Jessica Biel with a shaker and <laughs> no, I, I think that's way cooler <laughs> you know who else was there that night with Jessica Biel yeah Tracy Morgan oh cool it's funny because he's actually extremely, well, at least that night, he was very quiet. Yeah. Until he got on the mic and then he became Tracy Morgan. Yeah. But off the mic, he was actually very. He seems like that kind of guy. Like, like he turns it on. Yeah. He, he turns it on and he's very like, I think it runs out his social battery is kind of how it seems. Like you'll see him in some interviews and he's very like subdued. Um, but then like when he's performing, when he wants to be funny, he like dials up the Tracy <gasps> Morgan. You know who I did? I do remember seeing mm-hmm. Liam Neeson. Oh, that's a good one. He's tall as shit. <laughs> okay, cool. Liam Neeson's tall as shit. Yeah, he does seem tall. But I was like, that's quite gone. That's <laughs> that's a very good one. Uh, the other one that I had, which isn't as big as Tony Hawk, um, I used to work at the YMCA in Granby. Um, and Rebecca Lobo from uh, UConn uh, Women's Basketball yes. lives in Granby, Connecticut. Still? And, uh, I think so. Her mom was my guidance counselor in middle school. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mrs. Lobo. And she uh, lives in, yeah, she lived in Granby. And um, her kids, her three kids, she often went to the Y uh, to like, I think she would teach youth basketball, kind of like that Messier. <laughs> um, she would teach youth, youth basketball and she would drop off her kids in the babysitting room, which is where I worked. So I would babysit Rebecca Lobo's kids. You were pretty a frequently. Yeah, I worked in like the teen room, so you had to be, it was 7 to 13 could be in my room. Okay. So we would just like play pool and That's foosball so cool. and, and play Wii, and like Re- Rebecca Lobo would come in, and I would just never like, hello, and she yeah. was just another parent, but yeah. I was like, that's fucking Rebecca Lobo. I know that pulled back bun anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think that's 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 something that's cool. I I, I was think I was for the majority of these interactions, uh, a teenager. Interesting. Yeah. I was seventeen, eighteen. Oh, wow, yeah, maybe yeah. twenty one at most for yeah. these interactions for the most part. And I think it was cool because 
I was aware enough of the opportunities of seeing these people close up, but I also was scared enough as a teenager not to fuck up my job. So, like, to do something stupid. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. I, was I do know that. scared straight to be thought of as unprofessional. Yeah. So, I was like, nope, I'm going to be super professional about this, even though I'm kind of geeking out on the inside. <laughs> the, uh, one of my friends uh, used to work at an insurance company that I will not name, um, but it's a big one. Uh, and he was, he was my roommate at the time, so he would tell me, like, a lot of stories from work. And when he was in training... Mm-hmm. Um, when he was in training, he had one interaction. Then out of training, one of his coworkers had an interaction that I always used to tell people. When he was in training, he was listening into phone calls. So like he would be sitting there while other people would be taking the phone calls and he'd be watching and observing. And Hugh Jackman called in, <laughs> who apparently has an account with this company. And he was just checking on one of his retirement funds. He's like, hey, I got an email that that something or other had changed or whatever. And I want to check, check in on it. And he's just like such a nice guy. And you're like not allowed to be like, hey, it's Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Because you're looking at their bank account yeah. and like that's not super cool um but he was like i'm not gonna tell you how much but i will tell you he has a surprisingly small amount in his retirement fund <laughs> <laughs> but he probably has like a ton of accounts all over the place or something like that oh yeah i'm sure he does and then uh the other one one of his co-workers who probably isn't as professional as him got jane lynch on the phone <laughs> uh <laughs> And she was checking about something and she's like, oh my God, it's Jane Lynch. It's Jane Lynch. Uh, And then she like helped her out with whatever. And then at the end she goes, by the way, we're not supposed to do this, but I'm like such a huge fan of your work. Uh, You're such an amazing address, uh, actress. It was such a joy to talk to you. Jane Lynch just goes, ha, and hangs up the phone. (laughs) Just one ha. And then (laughs) click. I did have a uh, random interaction on my first or second day interning. Um, in New York City, I almost ran into Gerard Butler. Ooh, all right. And I was walking down the street, listening to music. Yeah. Uh, going to the office, and I saw I saw a guy, uh, walking down. He was like, he just finished a run. You could tell, like in running gear, workout gear. And I kept thinking, he looks a lot like Gerard Butler. And I'm like, oh, maybe it is. <laughs> it's New York City, you know. There's all these flashy, th- like totally. You could. And then I went, now why would he be here? In this part of Manhattan, this makes no fucking sense. <laughs> then he got closer, and I just went, "That's fucking Gerard Butler, isn't it? I can't be crazy." And I remember because I, I kept thinking, I kept thinking it can't be him, but it looks so much like him. And then he kept, he didn't change direction. He had a he had a cup of coffee in his hand. I think he was either on a call or yeah. just like lost. Uh, lost in thought and just kept going straight and i had to like jump out of his way and i did that i did that i he he brushed he he whizzed past me and i stared at him the whole time i went you're fucking Troy butler and then he walked by and i was just and i was just there on the street in new york city going that fucking was gerard butler that was random what as the fuck? fuck that was random as shit um, because it's that new york city pace of i have to be somewhere get the fuck out my way just, yeah, yeah, just yeah, everybody exactly. move and everybody's on it the just happened page. to be the guy from 300 yes <laughs> so it's like yes it's, that's it's weird and he's it, like huge. rips you out of reality yeah and he's he's big he's, he's a, tall he's a yeah he's a big guy he's not yeah, a yeah. small guy by any means um shoot there's like one more i thought i had oh uh my cousin who uh lived in toronto for a while uh every time i would go up we would like do some fun things we would usually go to see a show like we would just find a concert that's playing somewhere in town we'd go to a show and then there was this bar that is like my favorite bar in the world. It's just this little dive, like two, three blocks away from their place. It's called the Communist Daughter, uh, which is named after a neutral milk hotel song. 
And it's just one of those bars. You open the door and it's just a long room. And there's a bar that splits the whole thing. There's a bunch of seats. There's like two chairs in the back. There's two chairs with a little table in the front. But other than that, it's just bar stools. And there's like people leaning against the wall. There's one bartender just going up, just pouring people beers, not really even making mixed drinks. It's just like a place to like have a beer, wind down for the night, and then walk back to your apartment or whatever. Uh, and we were there. We were like talking and we were having a good time. I think we got chairs up by that front by like the table. Um, So my cousin and I were talking and like down at like the back end of the bar, I saw what looked like the lead singer from Arcade Fire. I was like, that looks like the lead singer from Arcade Fire. And he was talking to, he was talking to some girl and, but he had like a, like a baseball, like a fitted cap on with like a flat brim. It's like, that looks just like him. But if he was into like fitted baseball caps, which I don't think he is. And he's talking to some girl, and then the girl turns around. I'm like, that is the co-lead singer of of uh, Arcade Fire. Those are the singers from Arcade Fire. <laughs> and then my cousin was like, oh, my God, are you kidding? She, like, looked up, like, Arcade Fire tour dates. They were playing in Toronto tomorrow. So I'm hey. like, that is 100%. Yeah. And they were go. just, like, in this the dive bar with, like, 15 people. And, like, I didn't see them or meet them. We came and left like before and after them so like they were just back there the whole time but like we were just hanging out in the same room as them for like two hours uh and like i could not stop like glancing over there because i was gonna go and then my favorite one wasn't me uh my uncle was walking around new york city one time uh was on his way to like a a pub he was just walking around maybe gonna grab something to eat the kids were doing something else i think they're at like a, a musical or something like that and uh he goes into a bar and holds the door open uh, for like this old guy who comes in and it's like an Irish bar. And the guy's like, oh, thank you very much. And had like an Irish accent that was terrible. Yeah, I was going to say that was, oof. Yeah, it was very bad. That's but okay. it was Ian Holm who plays Bilbo. <laughs> and he walked in and he was like, oh, hey, uh, I'm a huge fan of your work. It's, it's very nice to meet you. And he was like, oh, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, I'm, I'm just stopping by for a drink. What are you doing? And he's like, I was just stopping by for a bite to eat or a drink. And he's like, yeah, sit with me. And they <laughs> got drinks together. <laughs> Seriously, like, just in this pub in New York City. So he like met and like hung out with Ian Holm. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that was sick. And then one of my other uncles, um, Robin Williams, filmed a movie on uh, this little island south of Connecticut called Fisher's Island. And it's the island that like my grandparents had a house on. So like I grew up going to the beach there. Robin Williams filmed uh, The World According to Garp, uh, which is a movie that he made like in the 90s or 80s or something like that. Okay. Um and my uncle used to work at the bar there and Robin Williams came in like three or four times to like just have a so my like uncle bartended for Robin Williams That's like, really for cool. like a week straight. <laughs> That's really cool. I've uh I saw pictures of Tom Holland and Zendaya. Yeah. Just at a cafe. And <laughs> everybody ar- and and yeah, and everybody around them is kind of ignoring them. Yeah. For the most part, everybody is, because it's New York City, but everybody's <laughs> kind of doing that double like the side eye. <laughs> That's fucking Tom Holland is a die. That's weird as shit. You know, Spider Man and MJ, right there. Yeah, yeah. I also think, and it's it's weird. I, I don't know. I, I know there's a word for it. So there's a YouTube channel called The Slip Angle, and if you're a longtime listener of this podcast, uh, you may recall one of the hosts who was on the show, Matt, mm. uh, our friend Matt, and there's another host on that show named Quinn. And I've watched the slip angle for years, like three, like three years, like ever since Matt joined up with with uh, Quinn, yeah. for the slip angle. I've was, I've been watching them, uh, and Quinn's always there. And I recently 
met Quinn in person, <laughs> and it was fucking surreal because he's he's an average guy. He's just a co-host of this YouTube channel with my friend. But you know him as a YouTube host. But I know him only through a screen. So even though he's just another guy in the state that likes cars and everything else, it's just, it's so weird when I met him, it felt so surreal. So I like, I remember I, I, I showed up, he came out, he was like, Hey, how's it going? I was like, Hey, Quinn. (laughs) He was like, Hey, I was like, Really, this feels so weird because I watched the slip angle. He's yeah. Like, oh yeah. No, Matt told me that uh, that he knows you. I was like, <laughs> yeah. It's so weird, man. I'm so used to seeing you through a screen, dude. I'm so used to seeing you through. A... You usually don't talk back to yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> you're not like usually talking back to me, so it's weird. But I've I've watched so much of your so many of your videos. And he was like, that's great. I'm glad to hear that you like it. Yeah. I was like, yeah. It just there's that thing, and I still have it when I see him now. I'm just like, that's so weird because yeah. you're Quinn. From yeah. the slip angle. <laughs> it's very, when you like consume a lot of a uh, form of media that someone is in and then you meet them and you're not used to the two way thing. Um, like I met uh, Greg Miller. He used to work at IGN and then he uh, founded kindoffunny.com. So he's like a video games journalist. Um, I met him at PAX East one year and like he was just in a hallway and he was like signing an autograph for someone. And then like he was walking around. I was like, hey, Greg, how's it going? He goes, hey, I'm doing really good. How are you? Are you enjoying the show? And I was like, yeah, I'm coming to your panel later. Actually, he's like, oh, dude, I'm so excited. We got some really cool stuff planned. He's like, what have you played? I haven't really had a chance. And like we just chatted for like five minutes. I'm like, I, I, this is weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like I'm hearing you talk about video games, but you're listening to me yeah (laughs) it's like this is backwards it's so weird to have that to always have to you're right like the the in-person experience of somebody yeah when you've only experienced them uh through a screen yeah it's the um what's it called a parasocial relationship or something like that there there it is yeah 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 Yeah, and that explains why i think people lose their fucking minds when they meet certain celebrities yeah Right. It's so weird to think about like the people on that side of like they have no idea who you are. Like the first time you met Quinn, like he had just heard of you. Yeah. But like the first time I met Greg Miller, complete stranger. Did not yeah. know I existed until I said, Hey Greg. Well, you know, when we start once we start doing, you know, like cons and we have panels <laughs> and do, we do live podcasts. We're gonna be on that side. <laughs> we're gonna know what it's like and we're gonna be saying, Wow, it's so weird that people listen to us and come up and want to meet us and we both have friends who listen to the show from like my friends only know you from this show. And you said you have some friends who only know like my you, voice from yeah, the show. From the show, yeah. So that's like already a thing, even though we're true. not famous. Yeah. <laughs> but true. like we have that like that Quinn effect. Yeah. The, <laughs> the Quinn effect. Yes. We Which have I'm, a slice of that. Yeah. I'm sure their channel is way bigger than this podcast, right? Yes. The how many do you know how many like subscribers the slip angle has? Uh, it's about to have more after people listen to this. Yeah, I think I think a couple thousand. The slip angle. angle. I think they have a few thousand. The slip angle. 40.7 thousand. Good for them. Yeah, there you go. That's awesome. I think that's a that's a bronze play button. Is it really? I think 10,000 is, a, is a bronze play button. Okay. And then 100 is silver and then a million is gold. That's a huge fucking discrepancy. It's a factor of 10. <laughs> yeah, that's... 10,000 to 100,000 to a million. Oh, okay. 10,000 10, times 10 times 10. Yeah, okay, never mind. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> that's very big. Yeah, I was like, that's a huge jump. But they, your your channel starts to grow exponentially. You hope. Yeah, because every if you're like, 
if you have a YouTube channel with 100 followers, that's only 100 people who you could do word of mouth. But then when you have a YouTube channel of 1,000 people, that's 10 times more people that you get word of mouth through. You know what blows my mind away? Yeah. Is how Markiplier can post a video that's 37 seconds long of him doing nothing. <laughs> and it's 4.7 million views in under two hours. Yep. And it's just how yeah i don't understand it yeah how it's just a dramatic zoom in and he goes i love chica and then the video ends and it's four million views yep and it's just (laughs) (laughs) it's because like he has such a for like fans of markiplier he has such a consistency of quality that he posts anything and they watch it i had a few youtubers like that i had like my minecraft guy that i would watch Every time he posted, he was the only person that I pressed the bell button on. You know how people said, hit that subscribe button. Don't forget to click the bell. No, fuck your bell. I'm not getting notified every time you post shit. But for this guy, Pixel Riffs, shout out to Pixel Riffs. I did every single time. Uh, and I would get a notification. I'm like, oh, this one's going to be good. Yeah. He's going to the nether again. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's. Damn. Yeah. That's insane to me. Yep. So you know that I finally finished Andor. Yes. <laughs> Very topical conversation we're about to have. Unless you unless you had something you were about to say and I interrupted you. No, I was just looking. You posted a couple tweets that I already forgot what they were about, but we got a couple tweets. Well, we only have like 20 minutes left. So if you think left? that's enough for Andor, we can get into Andor. Let's get into Andor. Get into Andor. The okay. people have been waiting. I finished Andor. Did you like it? I would like to say and state for the record... That at the beginning of us watching Andor, and we did brief reviews of it, yep. I said already in the first few episodes, it's incredible. Yeah. By the end of the series, I must continue my statement and say it is the most incredible show <laughs> that's come out for the Star Wars universe. Yeah. And we touched base a little bit on this before when we did like the halfway point review about how it's a gritty take on the Star Wars universe. Yeah. And I think it's more accurate because of that. Yeah. And I think the show's incredible. Yeah. The it performances was, are incredible. The performances were The so story good. is great. What was your favorite performance? Because oh. I have a clear, clear winner for me. I'm not sure I understand. <laughs> Shut the fuck, fuck up, Siri. Up, Siri. <laughs> Why do you do that, Siri? Why do you always randomly start talking? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I got to turn that off. <laughs> I didn't even move. It happens once per episode. I didn't even move. You have the thing turned on where if she hears you say hey and then her name, or if you raise your wrist and then just start talking, she thinks you're talking to her. So you got to turn that off. But anyway, who is your favorite performance besides Siri? (laughs) Oh, man. While you're thinking. Yes. My clear runner, like runaway winner, is Andy Serkis. I think. He was so nuanced and so interesting of a character. His arc, like the prison arc, was by far my favorite part of the show. Just them in the prison. It was really? so interesting. Yeah. Um, and then like his like very complex emotions of like, I fucking hate it here. But like you didn't even really know that for a while. He was like a prison guard and he was like the boss. And you're like, oh, this is a bad guy. And you're like, fallen line. He's yeah. not a bad guy. He's just, he wants to be efficient so he could get time off of his yeah. sentence so he can get out. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, but he's just playing into their game. Like he's doing exactly what they yeah, want. He's, he's, he's playing this, he's performing to the structure in order to. But then it's the like, no, he's doing what he's got to do to get out. And like, by the way, 
Spoiler alert for Andor. Yeah. The series Andor. Continue. Yeah. Uh, oh, spoiler alert for Andor. And then, like, towards the end when you realize, like, every little, every episode he gets a little bit more, like, trustable. And, like, you could feel for him a little bit more. And it's like, oh, he fucking hates it here. And he's so close. And that's what's driving him. But then when he starts to realize that it's hopeless and that, like, some shit is happening and the other cells and stuff like that. And he just snaps. And then, like, the revolution to get out of prison and his acting during that, that whole season sequence like the one way out i got chills like after like three times they said one way out and then they just kept chanting it and kept going and it got more intense Dude, the end of that episode and where they're the walking with their hands up and he goes there's 12 guards like they work in shifts of three like like that's what it was <laughs> oh, oh my god. god this next episode is gonna be intense <laughs> yeah that was such a badass ending. oh my god that, that ending was so, was so fucking good yeah oh that was such a good ending and then like the doctor like the guy who has the stroke and then the doctor who comes yeah. in and he's like whispering stuff to them and it's like no they just they kill people or whatever yeah and you could see his face they like fried turn. an entire floor it's like, are you fucking kidding yeah, me they relocated like, and f- then fried an entire floor because yeah. they found out Jesus. And then the heart-wrenching finale of that when he leads this whole revolution and they get out and it's a, just a cliff that goes into the ocean and he can't swim. Like, oh my lord, well, there has never been better writing in Star Wars. Well, we don't know if he makes it or not. We don't, and we don't I never want to know. That's like the J.J. Abrams mystery box bullshit that he's definitely taken way too far as a director. It's done perfectly. It's just like, we know what we need to know. Is he going to just, well, whatever. I guess I'll just sit here and wait till well, the he guards comes back come and Snoke, kill me. Right? <laughs> Does he? No. That's not Snoke. It's the no. Sa- oh, no, no. I was joking. It's the, same, it's the, same, it's the same voice actor, but there's no way that's That's why Snoke. I was joking, because he gets to be in Star Wars twice. Yeah, which... <laughs> way to go, bud. <laughs> you achieve the fucking impossible. Um, Two different characters in Star Wars. In Jesus. Star Wars. Jesus. Has anybody else done that? I don't think so. I can't think of anybody who's played two unique characters in Star Wars. Um, but yeah, that was that was awesome. And then like the whole like th- the first half of the show still really didn't like until they did the heist on like the the planet with the that first episode didn't grab you. The first one did, and then the second and third one kind of dragged for me. And then building up to the heist was good when they were talking like in the woods and they're like we don't trust you here's Wait, my so the build, the build up to to the whole escape from the planet that didn't that didn't get you going either kind of yeah kind of jesus christ you you are difficult to i think please. that was actually like the only dip actually the first episode was good the second episode was fine third episode was fine and then the leaving the planet with stellan skarsgård was good and then meeting the new people, like you're going to run this heist and they don't trust you and you're a surprise addition to the heist and they're not going to like you. That was good. And then getting ready for it and like it's really tense and we're planning it all out and you like get to know each one of these characters and their motivations. That was good. The heist itself was very good. Uh, and then there was that one episode after that was kind of an interlude episode. That one was fine. And then the prison was amazing. And then I think there were like two episodes out of the prison. And, like, the first episode out of the prison was good, where they were, like, getting ready for the finale. And then the finale was uh, impeccable. It was so good. When, like, that was really, like, the first spark of the rebellion. You think so? Like, active fighting of, like, throwing Molotovs at stormtroopers and, like, beating them to death in the streets and throwing a pipe bomb. 
Like, that's it. That's like the first active violence of the yeah. rebellion, I think. It, yeah. was, it was incredible. I would say Skarsgård. Skarsgård was your favorite? Yeah. Probably. Or, was, or Mon Mothma. Uh, Mon Mothma. I, for, I forget. <sighs> I, oh, my God. I forgot about her completely. Oh, she was the thread for this whole entire, yeah. like, the entire second half of this, uh, this season. Yeah. And I really like how her thing is, as far as I could tell, completely separate from the rest of the story. What do you like, mean? Her whole storyline, besides her interactions with Stellan, Skarsgård, had nothing to do with Andor. Or, like, that whole story on that planet. And, like, the ISB. Well, in theory, yes, because she was mad that it happened. She was like, what the fuck was that about? Like, the, you, went lo- you went loud way too early. Mm. And he was like, we needed money. You stopped giving us money. And she was like, I needed time. <laughs> because I'm being fucking, like, patrolled. I'm being yeah. covered. I can't get you the money. And then... Oh yeah, that whole fucking and then she fucking lays up her husband yep. to for the undercover stuff to <laughs> yeah. to With get the pu- the driver that's been eavesdropping yeah. and stuff. Yeah, that was so good. Yeah, oh, such good writing. Because to me, that was the constant tension that Mon Mothma is going through. To me, reminded me a lot of like the tension of each scene that Andor had. Mm. Andor is constantly in a stressful situation of having to be patient and having to. Mm. Uh, survive right like almost every situation you see of him in this season is him doing that we see one scene before he gets arrested of him just chilling on a beach yep right <laughs> which was cool and like that weird like star wars techno music that they were listening to i was like hell yeah, yeah. star wars edm <laughs> and then and then he gets arrested yeah um by and, a k2 model yeah i mean boosh. And then, uh, and then it's back to being stressful again, right? Yeah. And then Mon Mothma is always stressful, but you always see the facade of, of being composed and in control. Yep. And, oh my gosh, the politics of it and everything. There's That's just so much going on. I loved seeing Coruscant more fleshed out. <laughs> um, I loved seeing the inner workings of like the imperial structure and like the kind of corporate backstabbing backstabbing ladder climbing that they were doing oh god uh, what's his name cyril is it Cyril? the the contractor guy yeah who, like, stalks the yeah the yeah and, and 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 he act, oh, fucking your balls you shit and he uh he, he finds her <laughs> yeah he, he wants to he grabs her she's like do you know what i could do to you right now yeah. <laughs> like we're outside the isb office yeah you know, I'm like I'm in my white uniform. I could fucking end you. You know what I'm saying? You see these rectangles on my yeah, couch? Yeah, exactly. You see this shit? Yeah. And then you know what's weird? That thing that you just said about them in that scene that I just described really humanized yeah. Deirdre to me. Yeah. And Deirdre to me, I'm not saying she was good in any way. No. But she also was an amazing performance. Yeah. Because it showed how cutthroat. Yep. It is in the Empire. Yeah. Right. And also just how, oh my gosh, I think the thing I liked the most was kind of the 4D chess of it all. It was, it's like wartime, it's like a war game, right? Hey, we're going to, they're trying to rebel, so we increase our our hold. So we're going to increase the oppression. And then you find out, well, I've, I forget Salon Skarsgård's name, but um, he goes, that's what we want. Mm. We want that. That's what that's what lights the embers. Yeah, that's the, what gets more people on our side. Yes, the, the harder they the harder they become, 
the more the, the stricter they become, the more that will come to our side. Oh my god! It's the fucking chess game of it, <laughs> and then even more. Oh my god! When when they when they let their friend die as part of the plan to like because not, they can't give up, their, give up rat their rat on the inside, <laughs> so they agree. Ugh. They agree to let him die. Yeah. Because their rat is more important to yes. the long term of their bell. And holy shit. That conversation he has with like the sky bridge with the rat who like comes out of the elevator. Yeah. He's like, you think you're the only one sacrificing things. Yeah. Oh my God. That speech was like the, the pinnacle <laughs> of like, okay, that's what the show is. <laughs> like that was, I feel like that was the first scene that they wrote. <laughs> and then they built the show kind of based off that. It's, that was incredible. It's, it delivers so well on the feeling of oppression yeah of the feeling of this over this overbearing weight this foot of authority over everything and surviving underneath it and then fighting back against it it's such an easily conveyable thing yeah it's so it's so it's so rich with that feeling yeah in every scene like there's never a scene of just hey the empire doesn't exist <laughs> right we don't have to worry about them yeah it's like this that whole thing with them with with the emperor trying to take over even more control than all this that's not going to impact us we're fine yeah there's never a scene that feels like that yeah exactly <laughs> even the scene when he's on the beach because he got out and he has the money yep. you're thinking are you free though and then you see these stormtroopers walking around it's like you're not you're yeah. still not you're, you're in still this not police state vacation area. Yes. Yeah. So you're the only still people enjoying them. themselves are the one who have all their papers and their passports. And, and the, he got and he got arrested for what? Looking. I think running or something. Right. He he was staring. He was he like a whole bunch of people ran past him. and He was staring at them. Yeah. And she was like, "Hey, what are you looking at?" He was like, "I'm nothing. sorry. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I think you're looking at something. You wait here." He was like. Wait, I was just looking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Taurus. What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, my God. Incredible. His acting was also very, very good. Diego Luna? Yeah. yeah. And then uh, his mom uh, was very awesome. And I like how she was kind of the spark of at least that town's rebellion. Uh, I also love that, like, funeral procession that they had. The where When you die, they uh, cremate you and turn Put your ashes into a brick yeah. <laughs> that goes into the town. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so cool. And then someone beat a stormtrooper to death with her brick. <laughs> that's that's what I want to do when I die. I was surprised it was as gritty as it was. Uh, I wasn't expecting to see torture scenes. Which oh, we saw. yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's becoming more mainstream now. Which that, is weird. Yeah. Torture is a war crime and it used to be a, a thing you saw as an extreme part of a movie then average r2 is just like nah the kid's 14 he can take it let war him, crimes are cool now yeah, let him bleed <laughs> so they're, they torture him the star wars here like because even they had torture in the, in the original star wars but yeah. they always hit it they never yeah, showed the it. door closed and you heard han solo scream yeah yeah that was the worst yeah that they showed and that was pretty rough because you saw the big needle robot go in there or whatever yeah and technically they tortured princess leia yeah but then yeah. you never really see that and that you see ray and poe get tortured by kylo i guess you could call it torture he was like mind torturing them yeah i guess trying to mentally break them yeah yeah you see that yeah it's not common yeah but it's getting more common yeah which again weird it's weirdly common in Star Wars, too. Like, a lot well, of the examples we just gave are well, Star Wars. Well, it makes sense because in Star Wars, you have to keep in mind, it's all through the lens of a fascist regime. 
right? It's all through a fascist authoritarian regime that's taken over. Yep. So they will do anything it takes to continue their oppression. Yeah. And that is how the the stick gets weld. Yeah. Right. It, it's not a carrot. Anyway. Yeah. Um. So overall, I it sounds like you enjoyed it at least the show. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Is it your favorite Star Wars show? Uh, do you mean of all time? Mandalorian season one, Mandalorian season two, Clone Wars, uh, Book of Boba Fett, all um, you, you, Rebels. You just, threw, you just threw the entire Clone Wars series. S- Star Wars TV show. What else is there? Bad Batch, Clone Wars, Rebels, Mando, Book of Boba Fett. I feel like there's one more live action, but maybe not. I think that's it. Oh, the, uh, Obi-Wan. The only show that I think goes up against it is probably... Clone Wars. Okay. Where would you rank those? Clone Wars? Like the shows I just mentioned. Oh, God. We can't answer that tonight. Number one. What's your favorite? Andor or Clone Wars? Because it's so recent, I would have to say Andor. Okay. I think Clone Wars has higher highs but lower lows. Yes. And I think there's a lot more lows. There's a mo- yes. There's well, it's also because it's so long. Seven seasons of 24 episodes yeah, of a, a show that's a, mostly meant for kids. Of filling everything out that they can. Yeah. yeah. So that's why. I would say Andor 1, Clone Wars 2. Andor 1, Clone Wars 2. Obi-Wan 3. Obi-Wan 3. Mandalorian, Boba Fett, Rebels. Mandalorian Season 2. Okay. Yeah. Is better than Season 1. I think so. I agree. Um, then you got Mandalorian season one, Boba Fett rebels. I want to say Boba Fett. I do, (laughs) but it was so dumb. I can't get over (laughs) the biker kids (laughs) on their fucking bright neon painted shit. Yeah. On Tatooine KitchenAid scooters. <laughs> the KitchenAid scooters, and then the we all run to the right. Pew pew. Oh no, we all run to the left. Oh pew pew. Like we all. I cannot stand how that fucking show ended. Yeah, I cannot stand how that show ended. It looks so fucking. I don't know how you walk. You watch that as a director or a producer, and you go, "This looks amazing." Yeah. It, yeah. Fucking no. Robert Rodriguez, man. What can you say? <laughs> um, Who knew that the guy who made three Spy Kids movies would make <laughs> make a cheesy action show? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, then probably Bad Batch. Oh, right. Bad Batch. Then Rebels. And then Mando Season 1? I think you put Mando Season 1 yeah. above Boba Fett, right? Yes. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I meant to say that. I went yeah. off a tangent on yeah, saying yeah. why I would have put Bo- Book of Boba Fett there. Yeah. But I can't because of those two things that ruined it. Bad Batch below Boba Fett, though? No, Bad Batch, I think, above Boba Fett. <laughs> Rebels. The bottom two, Rebels and Boba Fett? Yeah. In that order? Boba Fett last? Yeah. I think I think I agree. Yeah. Well, Boba Fett was had moments and those moments got destroyed by the KitchenAid bikes, <laughs> KitchenAid kid bike gangs, and... What about Deus Ex Rancor? <laughs> <laughs> I was okay with that. 
I will let that fly. Not on the tail end of, hey, everybody, run to the right. Oh, well, it's all pew, pew. And then we all, <laughs> oh, no, everybody, run to the left. Oh, yeah. everybody, pew, pew. It was like, so stupid. If it wasn't for that, it would have been fine. We also got Cad Bane in that show. We also we got, got Cad Bane. like two solid episodes of The Mandalorian in that show. We had the Sand Raiders. <laughs> yeah. We that had a good. lot of cool, great... We saw him get out of the Sarlacc. We yeah. saw him get his ship. We saw a lot of cool things. We saw things. him get absolutely embarrassed by two low-level like assassins. <laughs> we saw him heal back up to full health. Several times. We saw... We saw Black Chrysanthemum. Yes. The, the Wookiee who's the, fucking yep. badass. We saw a lot we of cool We saw Danny Trejo as a Rancor trainer. <laughs> we saw some cool things. The show wasn't bad. It's just the things that were bad were so bad. Yeah. The KitchenAid bikes, the way they shot the action scenes where it looked like they weren't moving because they weren't. Yeah. And thank you for making it obvious. And then uh, (laughs) that fucking stupid group huddle run behind the bike from a weird angle so you could see just how exposed they really were. Yeah. Very dumb. Just Um, very dumb. Because you also had that really cool scene when it was Mando and him just going ham in the streets while Wild West style. Yeah. Back to back. Yeah, just so fucking cool. Just that using every good. fucking gadget that they had. Yeah. You also had Luke training Gro- Grogu. Yep, we had Luke. You had Ahsoka. Yep. Uh, Ahsoka and Luke talking about Anakin. Are you kidding me? <laughs> exactly. That show was actually fine. It's yeah. just the parts that were bad were just the absolute worst. That show had some high highs and some low the lows. The lows were so low, they dragged the highs down to medium. Yeah. They were like the bad parts of the prequels level low. <laughs> like, I, would I would say worse. <laughs> I would say worse. Yeah. I would objectively say worse. Yeah. Because all of the prequels were like that. Yeah. And the prequels were like corny, but like the KitchenAid bikes were bad. Ba- that's what they I'm were saying. Bad. It was one of those. <laughs> what am I looking at? Yeah. And then watching them ride it. It's just what am I watching? Yeah. What is this? Is this? Is there something wrong with my with my TV? <laughs> yeah. I literally thought like, is this going to be some bit where like it's funny that they're going extremely slowly? Oh no, this was supposed to be cool. Whoops. Um, I think my list goes. I think Mando season two is the best Star Wars TV we've gotten. I really, I Why? still tear up at the finale, just like, because of the finale. Well, the finale is god tier of of uh, of Star Wars. Like the whole infiltrate the ship with Boba Fett and uh, not Ahsoka, but uh, Bo Katan and Mando going onto the ship to get Grogu, the fight between the spear and the dark saber, and then getting Grogu, and then going into the thing, and then the death troopers are there, and then you see the X-Wing come, and then you see it's a hooded figure, and you see it has an R2 unit, and then you see it walking in, and it has a lightsaber, and then you see it has a green lightsaber, and then you see it wreck house. Uh, you see the hallway scene right after we just got Rogue One, where Darth Vader, his dad, got a hallway scene. You see him take off the hood. You're like, oh, it looks a little weird, but that's fine. That's fine. We can move past it. And then the whole goodbye to Grogu scene, and you see R2-D2, and Grogu likes R2-D2, and Mando takes off his helmet. I lit- I like, I cried when that when I first watched that episode. No other Star Wars has done that to me. <laughs> really? Not like that. Like, I literally had to, like, put my hand up next to my face so my fiancé wouldn't see that there were tears running down my face because it was so intense. I think the reason why 
I I will put something like and or over that season is because to me it's it's weird because it's the same th- it's the same flavor it's the yeah. same food slightly different flavor where it's this nod to the story that yeah. we all know but we're seeing a side of it that's so universally connected hmm. versus the story of just a few that are that are essentially the heroes right mm. because in the story of andor yes andor is quote unquote a hero mm-hmm. but in reality this is almost just it's it's an underground resistance and it's about something that's greater than just the people in it mm-hmm. and that's the thing that i that i find to be polarizing is the wrong word but just that's the that's the emotional punch for me yeah it's kind of like the like that scene you said in the prison one way out yeah right it's kind of it's kind of as if that's okay so that scene you had with luke i had when uh mother was being projected by the droid and she started saying fight yeah right that was the moment i had i was just like let's fucking go like that was my <laughs> moment of just hype rage right yeah. that was my hype rage moment you know what i mean that's you like your old the lady hype rage yeah that's the fucking breakdown cue yeah so for before me the mosh pit starts yeah right that's that's the that's how it feels yeah that's how it felt but to your point it's it felt like it was signifying a a, a page has been turned here yeah and that's the difference yeah that's that was the really cool part um i'm not saying that scene in mandalorian was not good yeah or not emotional or not impactful i just found i don't know that that for me is 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 more of the skywalker tie-in the skywalker story specifically yeah versus andor for me is the star wars story got it yeah yeah yeah. And that's how it's I a story it. of the universe that, yeah the story exactly this, and that's why for spin me, off of this family story yeah ex- that's exactly it that's yeah. exactly it and yeah. that's what i feel like for me and that's why i felt more and maybe it's just because of the times we live in yeah that just this stuff all hits hard yeah harder. yeah yeah, right? yeah. Like th- that's the other thing too. When this came out, I'm pretty sure there was. Sh- I mean, I feel like there's shipping going on every five years. Something happens, but I feel like now that I'm older, I have more perspective on current world events and domestic events. There's some relevant shit going on. There you go. That's the <laughs> there's yeah. some relevancy to what we're watching. Yeah, and, exactly. And just I feel connecting yeah. to that is uh, is a big part of it. Uh, Andor, I would say second. Uh, for okay. me, Ma- Mandalorian so Mando season, season one and two. Because no, Mando season one and two. Because I love season me, one. You had me split them though. You split them. You, you said Mando you season one that. or season two. That's what you said. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, whatever. I'm gonna put just the Mandalorian. The season two and then season one, I guess, if we're ranking. But them. the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Okay, the Mandalorian. Because I love season one. I love season two. Each finale was incredible, but then there were so many episodes throughout that were really good. I love like the universe building that it did. I love the Mon Calamari planet where they were wearing like Irish knit sweaters and stuff like that. They were just a bunch of sailors. That shit was so good. Then Andor, then Obi-Wan, because I don't know if you remember how much I fucking love that show. <laughs> that was a good, that was good. Because I was worried about like how it would be retconning stuff, but not only did it not retcon stuff, it made certain stuff about the original trilogy better, yes. which is such an achievement. Um, Obi-Wan, Clone Wars, Boba Fett, because of the highs, even though the lows were lower. 
The lows were so low. But the highs were very high. The lows were so... Okay. And then Bad Batch and then Rebels. I think that's all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's good. Like, even even the my least favorite one, Rebels, is still good. So, like, I, I still think there's a really good... Ah, I would maybe switch Bad Batch and Rebels. I really, really? Bad Batch is fun, but, man, I just don't give a shit about it. <laughs> but I watch every episode, which started, by the way. There's three episodes out. Really? Of Bad Batch... Oh season two i watched the first one last night uh it was okay <laughs> it, it was the bad batch it was fun it was fine it's uh d bradley baker who voices all the clones just doing five different voices and australian omega yeah they're and, they're running out i think and i don't mean this in a bad way but they're running out of the known stories. Yeah, which they they're running I would out of the, love for them to expand. They're running out of clone trooper stories. They're running out of old republic stories. They're running out of empire stories. They're yeah. running they're running out of those, which is fine. Um, they're filling in the gaps with uh, 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 Mandalorian. Yeah, so they're filling in gaps there. Yeah, yeah. And then we have supposedly this Rogue Squadron story. Supposedly. Supposedly, I haven't heard anything about it. I think it's it's on the back burner. So is Taika Waititi's. Taika Waititi's the last thing we heard is it's supposed to come out in twenty twenty three. We haven't heard a thing since then. We Wait, haven't. He's even doing heard... a Star Wars. Piece? He's doing a movie for Star Wars. Yes. What movie? Uh, so far, the uh, the logo for it. Show. Can you think of um, Monty Python: The Life of Brian? Can you think of like the DVD color cover, the font, where it's no. like the life of Brian made out of stone? It's like etched out of carved blocks of stone i can see it it looks like that but it just says star wars and it's carved out of stone and it's kind of cartoonish like it's drawn and that's all we know and it's taika waititi that is all we know it was supposed to come out in 2023 no casting we also the rogue squadron i think that and rogue squadron are put on the back burner you think it's i think slightly i i think they're scared about movies right now i don't know why uh ryan johnson's trilogy is still supposedly happening but put on the back burner Wait, 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 wait. Ryan Johnson got given a Star Wars trilogy? Yes. We've talked movies. about this. Yeah, three. He's making three movies. That the, All we know about those is they are completely separate from the Skywalker saga. Thank God. Which I am psyched for. Yes, I me too. love him. Have you seen Glass Onion? No. It's so good. 10 out of 10. You got to watch it. I know. Have uh, you seen Training Day? I have not. 10 out but. of 10. You have to see it. <laughs> you have to see it. No, Ryan Johnson, I think, again, we're not going to get into it. I like what he does. Yes. And I'd much rather him play with things in Star Wars that are not already known things of Star Wars. If he's given his own thing, it's going to be great. Just don't touch the Skywalker <laughs> bullshit again. Leave <laughs> yeah. it alone and just do whatever you want because you will do a good job. Yeah. That's what I believe. Um, so we got that. We got Rogue Squadron. We got um, Taika Waititi's thing, if that still happens. I think Love and Thunder put that on hold. <laughs> <laughs> I that's I was about to say that I yeah. was I was gonna say maybe it's on hold because of what happened with Love and Thunder. Yeah, critically not great and commercially I think not great. <laughs> I think uh, perhaps the thought was maybe there's been too much Taika. Maybe too he was given too much freedom on that one. Let's see if we could reel him in a little bit, and maybe, if not, we'll go a separate ways. Maybe he's done it too much. We need to just dial it back so people yeah. forget what he's like, and exactly. then we'll just come out with something <laughs> yeah. that's surprising. Um, then we got. TV shows coming out this year. We got Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. We got Mandalorian season three, which starts March first or March third. That's coming. That's fast. It's coming. Um, we got um, Skeleton Crew. Have you heard about this one? Uh, it's described as Stranger Things in Space or Goonies in Space. 
It's uh, a bunch of kids, a group of kids get into trouble somewhere and they're like lost in space and Jude Law is going to be in it. Um, and it's Star Wars. And it's Star Wars. Uh, and Skeleton Crew makes me think like a big ship, like a freighter or something. Maybe the kids like accidentally take off and it's like a Karelian freighter and they don't know how to fly a Karelian freighter or something like that. And that's going to be a TV show. Uh, we have the one I am most excited for, Star Wars Acolyte. Have you heard of this? I have heard of Acolyte. Yeah. It takes place during the High Republic, about 100 years before the prequels. And it's about some like shady underground Sith shit going on. So like before Palpatine um, and the cast for that looks awesome. I can't really think of who they are off the top of my head. But I, every time I look so, at it, I was like, oh, that looks good. So remember when, when Mandalorian was coming out and there was pretty much pumping back and forth between Marvel and, and Star Wars? Yeah. With releases? There was like no break. Yeah. There's... We're in, we're in a break right now, aren't We've we? We've been in a break. And let me tell you, it feels nice. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, to not have to like be subscribed and like catch up on things every week. But it's coming back. And there's some Marvel shows about to come out. Um, and then... What shows? What's next? What's next for us to watch? Secret Invasion, which is the Skrulls, Nick Fury... Uh, That's a show? Yeah. That's coming out already? Not Secret Wars. Okay, that's why I was confused. I was like... What the fuck? Secret Wars was, yes. is Avengers 6. Or, yeah, Avengers 6. And that's next year? Uh, 2026, I want to say. <laughs> the next Avengers is Avengers the Kang Dynasty, which I think we talked about. Yes, 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 yes. Kang yes. the Conqueror, he's going to be the bad guy. And then the one after that is Secret Wars. And which Kang, I think we talked and, about. okay, so when? Tell me the dates to pay attention. Ant-Man, soon, February. Secret Invasion, soon, I think February. Ma- uh, Mando, March 1st or 3rd. Um, and then there's some Star Wars stuff coming in like the middle of the year. And there's something, there's more Marvel shows, I forget what they are. Um, but yeah. Um, there's one more uh, Star Wars show that's coming out too, but I forget what it was. But we got we got some good stuff. I say Ahsoka. Ahsoka's coming. You did not say Ahsoka. Ahsoka You said Ahsoka. You never gave me the date. I don't know when that is, but it's this year. Okay. Um, But that one, that one should be good. That one, they've all but confirmed that Ezra from Rebels is going to be in it. Nice. The kid who just disappears at the end of Rebels. And because they talked about, and like even the logo for the show is like the symbol for like the world between worlds or whatever. Yeah. That like he goes into a couple times. So I think she'll be, that show will be exploring the more mystical side of the force which I think is super cool because um, she, uh, I think, enjoyed the f- the Force, but she did not enjoy the Jedi Order in Clone Wars. So she's kind of burnt out on that. Yeah. So I think she's going to be kind of like that gray Force user, I think symbolized by her white lightsaber blades. Mm. And what I hoped that we would get from Luke Skywalker in Episode Eight, but we did not because uh, there are some hints to that in trailers. But whatever. We got to wrap this shit up. Yeah. You got to get going. Yeah, I do. Okay. Uh watch training day maybe okay maybe no promises okay. but i'll okay. try okay um but thanks for listening everybody uh again feel free to give us a rating we could use it <laughs> so go to the uh go to your podcast app of choice uh, give us some stars and um uh, maybe share this with a friend if uh this was an episode you think a friend would enjoy listening to smash that share button <laughs> and if not tell them next time it's gonna get even better yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. all yeah. right yeah we'll talk to you later Woo. all right okay bye bye
Yes. Yes. I think we have a few more identity crises we have to go through before we get to where we really want. Yes. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> yes. All right. Okay. All right. All right. All right.